Hey there, and welcome to Good Podcasting, a show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name is Brian, and today I'm talking to Justin Schenk. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, and host of a podcast called Growth Now Movement, which Inc. Magazine listed as a top eight podcast that every entrepreneur should listen to. We'll actually talk more about that as we hear more of Justin's experience in podcasting. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Justin, welcome to Good Podcasting, man. I'm so glad to have you here. Brian, thanks for having me, man. Look, I, I, I'm excited to be here because podcasting is a medium that I've fallen in love with. So whenever I get a chance to dive into the art of it and dive into how it really works, uh, I get excited about it. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's what we love to talk about on here is, you know, we've got an audience that is considering the jumping into the world of podcasting, right? And some who are just kind of at the beginning stages and trying to learn how to grow, what are their next steps? And so you've kind of taken that journey. You've been doing it for, I think we said six years. We talked a little bit off air. Tell us a little bit how you got started. What made you even jump into podcasting in the first place? Yeah, man. So it's, it's interesting. I, I had listened to one podcast. I was not a, a massive podcast listener. I listened to one specific show and I kind of thought to myself, wow, he's doing so well. He's connecting with some really cool people. I could probably do something similar. And so I decided to, to launch a show. Now, the idea originally behind my podcast was I was going to interview entrepreneurs, dive into their entrepreneurial story, pick their brain, because at this point in my life, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had three failed businesses along the way. And I was just kind of like throwing my hands up in the air, like, what do I do next? And I saw podcasting as this tool to be able to pick the brains of these experts and, and learn from them, right? Almost like school for myself. Uh, and what ended up happening was six months before we launched the show, uh, it was like the worst day of my life. My mom ended up losing a 20 year battle to opioids oh, and it no. completely changed my mindset and my focus and my idea of what life is all about. I realized before I was chasing money, cars, things, right? The thing that society says is success. But what ended up happening was I started having these deep conversations with entrepreneurs and forward thinkers and, and celebrities about their rock bottom moments, about how they found self-love, about how they overcame adversity. Uh, and so naturally it took its own course. So the idea behind the podcast was, hey, let me pick the brains of some experts and, and maybe it'll blow up, right? Maybe I had this idea, maybe it'll do something, yeah. but that wasn't the goal. Uh, and then it became a very organic conversation. Tell us a little bit about Growth Now Movement, the podcast itself. I know there's, it's kind of taken a trip of its own. Uh, we talked again a little bit off air. Tell us what that is and kind of what it's become over the years, how it's shifted and changed. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest shift uh, that, that was made I, for the first six, I think the number is 64. I think I'm always like, a, whenever I tell this story, I'm a little bit off. Sometimes I say 62 or 63. I think it was 64 episodes. I had a co-host uh, and we were doing it together. And the reason being was him and I had some ideas of businesses we wanted to grow together. He was my partner in some of those failed businesses that we had. And so I had I had this co-host and did we, I don't know if I necessarily thought that the Growth Now movement was going to blow up. I, I really had no idea what the podcast space was all about. Like I didn't do research. I, I think I bought a course online of like how to record and how to upload, but I didn't really do any research. And I was just kind of like, let's just give this a whirl. Uh, and so I didn't have expectations necessarily. I thought maybe this was a tool to grow a business, but didn't know. Yeah. 
And so with him and I, we were, we were releasing these episodes and, and we were doing like 40, 50 downloads an episode. We got big name guests pretty early on. And so when we would have those bigger names, it would jump up to two, 300, 400 sometimes. Uh, but it was really living in that 40 to 60 downloads per episode mark. And, and what I didn't realize at the time is 80% of podcasts do less than hundred downloads an episode, mm-hmm. which is a, really, if you haven't heard that before, it's really a mind blowing statistic because everybody thinks they're going to record a show. They're going to release it. And thousands of people are going to come flooding to the show and like, oh my God, I got to hear Justin's thoughts. Like, right. That's just not the case. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll get into some tips and tricks and tactics and things that I've done. Um, and so we were kind of like coasting. And what I realized was, again, I, you know, I told the personal story of it became more than just business to me. Mm. And, but I had that moment where most podcasts, I think, I think they still refer to it as pod fade where you're not getting the results you wanted. And you're like, what am I doing? There's all this work that goes into it and time and getting the guests. And, you know, at the time I was, I was editing myself and all those things. And I was like, what am I doing? And while I had that thought process, somebody randomly messaged me from Japan and they said, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. Mm. And I, it was in that moment where I go, I'm going to show up every week, whether there's one person listening, a hundred people listening or 10,000 people listening, I'm showing up every single week. Uh, but the biggest shift that I had was when I finally kind of looked at my co-host and said, I love you, man, but I think us doing this together is the problem. And I asked him to take a step back and I started to take on the show myself and it started to grow organically. All of a sudden it went 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, mm-hmm. 700 downloads an episode. And I was like, whoa, this is insane. But the biggest realization I had was when you want to grow a podcast, you have to make sure your branding and your messaging align perfectly with your purpose. And what my co-host was doing was muddying those waters, no fault of his own, mm-hmm. but I kind of took it over and, and it became this different thing for me. Uh, and then finally everything aligned and that's when the show started to grow. Uh, and, you know, and I believe it's because I was serving my audience and, you know, when you serve your audience, they then tell their friends cause they're like, well, Hey, Justin's doing something cool. And then it starts to grow organically from there. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask about that, the transition, how, are you still connected with your co-host? Is he still part of anything behind the scenes? Are you guys still buddies? Things like that. Uh, so he is not connected to the podcast whatsoever. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's safe to say that I'm getting married April 1st and he's one of my groomsmen. So okay. uh, our friendship is still 100% intact and he's, he, he loves my success and he's had great success in the corporate world and I love his success. And so, so yeah, we're still really good friends. Yeah, that's fantastic. Those are hard conversations to have, right? Uh, but when you know, you know, and you got to have them and it seems like it's worked out for the, the both of you uh, success wise. Um, so when you talk about branding and messaging, 100% aligning with the purpose of what you're doing, can you talk a little bit more about what that was for you uh, and how that really helped you grow? Yeah. So my branding was, was on point from day one. So my logo looked great. The imagery that we used, the things we were posting on social media, which have evolved over time and gotten better as, as the, as what you've needed on social media has evolved. I've evolved. Um, but one of the biggest mistakes most people make is that they'll kind of be like, look, I'm not making any money on this. I don't know if it's going to work. And they kind of just get a $20 Fiverr 
you know, logo created and it looks like crap and it, and it's not matching up. I mean, I think the main thing is number one, does your branding look professional enough? Does yeah. your branding look on par with the Rogans, the Lewis Howes, the Gary V's of the world? Um, and whoever else you, you listen to, like, is it truly on par? Right. Uh, but then you also ask yourself a lot of different questions, right? Like what's the goal of the show? Is it to build your personal brand? Then your face should be on it. Is it to build the brand as a brand? Then, okay, maybe it's just a logo, right? All these questions you have to ask yourself to make sure, am I branding the right way? And then you better deliver what the brand says is delivering, right? It's like walking through Barnes and Noble and you you see some books and you, you, you see this book and you go, how to fix a car and you open it up and it tells you how to fix a motorcycle. That's not going to work. People are going to put the book right back. They're never going to buy it. So if your branding is saying, hey, this is what the show is all about. When you get inside, you better be giving them that content. Right. And so I've always been obsessed with growth because of my past history and being a terrible student and not having an opportunity because of some choices my parents made in life. Um, I was always obsessed with growth and the idea that growth is continual. No matter where you are in life, you're always going to continue to grow. And so what I say all the time is like, hey, when people come and listen to my podcast, they're on the journey with me. Right. And so so my, my show is truly about growing in what I call the four pillars of your life, which is business, relationship, wellness, and spirituality. I believe those pillars find you balance, find you success, find you fulfillment. And so all of my conversations talk about how to achieve quote unquote success. And I always put that in quotes because we all have a different definition, right? But you know, quote unquote success in those, right? So obviously the growth now movement is okay. I want to grow now. Uh, and honestly, I, the movement part came from, this is actually funny. So the movement part came because I didn't like going growth now podcast. Yeah. I was like, that's like saying, you know, you, you watch a television show and at the end it says television show, like, yeah. you know, uh, Lord of the Rings or that's not even a television show, but like Lord <laughs> of the Rings, the movie, yeah. we know it's a movie. Right? right. And so like, um, why, why are we putting podcasts at the end? And I didn't like it. And I was like, well, this is really about growing this, this movement. And so we dropped the podcast, put movement on it. And that's what, that's what we ended up launching with. Um, but, but we talk about growth in every single episode, right? Me and my guests, we constantly dive into it. So my branding is on point with my messaging. Yeah. Uh, and to understand that what is not growing is dead, right? So it's a continual thing for me. It's a continual thing for my guests and continual thing for my audience. And so I think a lot of people miss the boat on that because yeah. they, they have this idea of like, I just want to, I think this is le less common than it used to be, but like the idea of like, I just want to sit around and talk with my buddies. It doesn't matter the topic, but sure. it does, right? It does. You have to really niche down and find out who are you talking to and speak on that topic. Um, even if you get a little bored with it from time to time, right? right. Like even though, you know, whatever, <laughs> because it's not about you, it's about your audience. So you talk about the four pillars of growth. Um, that's what you call them, correct? The four pillars of growth. <laughs> Four pillars of life. Of yeah, life, yeah. I like yours better, actually. Maybe yeah. I'll rename it. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, do you talk when you talk to guests? Do you talk about all four of those every time, or do they kind of hone in and zero in on one of those that you talk about each and every episode? Yeah, we really kind of hone in because obviously I have people from all different walks of life, right? Sure. Like some, I still do sprinkle in the, okay, maybe this doesn't fit in, but I want to have the conversation. Like the comedian, Burt Kreischer has been on my podcast and okay. he, he doesn't necessarily fit into any of those things. Now, as the host, I made it fit in, right? Sure, I, I talked right. about the mindset and the work it takes to become a comedian. We talked about how his processes and all that stuff. Um, but then I have like Gabby Bernstein on, right? I've clearly that's going to be spirituality or I'll have Andy Frisella. That's clearly business. Or I'll have BJ Godore from men's health. That's clearly fitness sure. or wellness. And so, um, when I look at those four things, we really kind of hone in on that. Uh, but the common denominator between every single episode is 
growth is understanding that one step forward is better than three steps backwards. Right. Um, and so that's the common denominator. And then obviously I'm able to kind of dive deep into one of those four pillars at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of your guests, right? How do you go about, that can be a difficult, uh, obstacle for people to overcome and figure out how did you start? You said you had, uh, even from the get go, some big name guests on the podcast. How did you go about doing that? Yeah. So great question. Um, it's actually probably the second most popular question I get. The first one is who's your favorite guest of all time. Second one is <laughs> how do you get up. these people on your show? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I get these individuals a specific way. I actually, I, it's all through different tactics, right? Yeah. Whether it be Instagram messages, Twitter, LinkedIn, email, if I find their email address, or sometimes it's, it's being, you know, introduced, right? Once you get into a circle, you can be introduced yeah. and, and whatever. And, and obviously in order to do that, you have to be, you have to hone your craft and, and get a little bit better. Right. Um, but I actually have a specific message that I send every single person, no matter the platform. Uh, and honestly, here's, here's the key. And then I can actually give a free resource if you, if you want, um, where people can go download the exact thing I, I send everybody. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. But the, the key is to take yourself and take them out of the equation and make it about your audience, right? Mm-hmm. The thing I found out about people who have found success in their life is that they're, they're willing and want to pay it forward. And so the key line that I use when I send a message is, I would love it if you could take some time out of your day to help inspire my audience. Um, so I am no longer the, I'm not asking for me. I'm not asking for them uh, because it's not about promoting their book. Yes, we'll get there if that's that's where you want to get to. But it's about truly inspiring and 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 helping individuals. And you can do that in any niche, by the way. Like right. the word inspire can be used in so many different ways. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I have a you know I have a podcast on. I don't know why I keep going back to this, but I have a podcast on how to fix cars. Um, you can inspire people to get into that craft, right? Like it's it's always inspiring people mm. in some way, shape, or form. And so that's really the key. But if people want that free resource, like literally verbatim, what I send to every single person, the, the website's purposedrivenpodcaster.com slash invite. Totally free download. It's the exact message that I send to every single person. Uh, and it's a great way for them to go take a look and, and kind of see how I, how I approach that. Perfect. Yeah, I will include that link in the show notes of this episode. So I just encourage anyone that's listening to check that out, especially if you're doing a podcast where you are interviewing uh, big name people or anybody uh, just in general. I think the word inspire, like inspires anyone to want to talk and share if they feel yeah. like they have a message. So, um, and, and really quick, yeah. I, I don't know. So I, I don't want to go on to the next question because you mentioned something about like overcoming the fear of yeah. asking big names. Yeah. Um, so, so two, two things that I'll say here, number one, your branding has to be on point before you reach out to these big names, right? You have to appear like you're taking this seriously. If that is the case, if your branding is on point, by the way, ask other people, your opinion is not always the right one. But once it's on point, once that's honed in uh, and then your branding across all platforms is on point, we're talking Instagram, we're talking LinkedIn. How are you? How are you appearing? Once that all gets dialed in, you can reach out to anybody uh, and, and to overcome the fear. Here's what I say. If you're reaching out to somebody to have them on your show, it's because you feel that they can make a difference to your audience or make a difference to the world. So how selfish of you not to overcome your fear and ask those individuals. How selfish of you? Because if your goal is to truly make a difference in some way, shape or form, you have to take a deep breath and go, okay, I'm doing this. And guess what? If they say no, they say no, it's not the end of the world. Very rarely do I get a no. Do I get ghosted? Sure, sometimes they don't reply. Um, But I very, very, very rarely 
get a no. Uh, and if it is a no, it's usually from one of their paid cronies who, you know, thinks they're hot shit yeah. and uh, it is what it is. So don't be offended by that. But, but again, think how selfish of me not to bring this message to my audience. So I have to ask, I have to take that deep breath and I have to ask. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point because you talk about being on brand, right? Um, for most of us, and I kind of put myself in this category, I would be afraid to ask, uh, you know, previously I'd be afraid to ask because I was afraid of a no, I was fear, you know, afraid of rejection. Right. Um, but I've learned if you want to grow, you can't be afraid to, to ask the question. Right. I think that's, that's a great point that you just made. I do want to move on and talk about, we kind of talked about what your podcast is, your purpose and all of that. And I love all of that. Uh, but one of the things I love talking about, I'm kind of a gearhead, and I love talking about what people use, like what you start with and how you've progressed the stuff that you've used over the years. I'm actually right now using a Rode Procaster microphone for the very first time. Uh, I have a friend that is letting me borrow this with a few other microphones. So I'm testing things out as I go. Uh, so if it sounds a little different, this is why on my end. I'm curious what you started with and how you've kind of upgraded your gear along the way. Yeah. First of all, you're, you sound like a legend, man. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny because you and I, we, you and I dabble in some of the same industries and businesses and, and so on and so forth. Equipment means nothing to me. Like, so we're totally different. <laughs> and it's, and it's so, I have these conversations all the time. Like if you ever go to like Podfest or podcast movement, there's almost like two cohorts of people, right? One of like, Oh my God, I got to get into this breakout. That's talking about the new next new microphone. And then this other cohort being like, how do I look cooler when I'm doing it? Right. right. And so that's like, that's like what you, you end up seeing. And so obviously there's been progression from the, from the beginning. But when I started and through a lot of my growth, I had a $60 microphone. Do I yeah. remember the name of it? No, I think it was like a Sansum something or other. Right. Uh, and by the way, Sansum, not Samsung, Sansum. That's right. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had that microphone for a really long time. Uh, I highly recommend it for people just starting out because it's a good enough quality. It's a USB plug-in. So you don't need all the technical wires and so on and so forth. And it's, it's affordable, right? Like, so that was a win. Uh, I now use a Shure MV7. Yep. I love it. Uh, and honestly, I have a focus, right? But Scarlett 2i2 as well. Yeah. I don't even plug my microphone into it. I use the USB connection, but it okay. is sitting on my desk. So if people are, I don't know if you use the video, but like literally yeah. like I have it right. <laughs> and the go. reason I have it on my desk is I also have uh, two very, very nice headsets. And that's probably the most expensive thing I've bought into uh, the recording process. And I can't remember the brand. It's like the one everybody was using for a really long time. Um, and I have that and I have an H6 recorder. So if I do end up doing anything in person, I just use that because the, the sound quality is phenomenal with those headsets and then the Zoom H6. So that's the technical broadband. Um, but I m mostly use the Shure microphone now. Very rarely do I do in-person interviews at this point. And uh, so that's that's where I'm living, man. Cool. So you keep it simple and it seems to work well. It sounds good. I've listened to a couple of your episodes. They sound great. Uh, whatever you're doing on your end sounds fantastic. So keep it up there. Um, and yeah, I think look, my team, my team does do a little post like balancing of sound and, and stuff like that. And so that obviously helps. And, and I, my thing is, and like, I love how you said, keep it simple. Right. So, uh, I was a terrible student at one point. I had a 1.7 GPA in high school. Like the whole figuring out all the bells and whistles, I'm, I'm more of just, okay, just get it done. Right. So right. I'm a big believer in the saying sib kiss, see it big, keep it simple. Okay. Um, and then if you add a second acid, keep it simple, stupid. Right. Uh, and that's the one that really speaks to me. Um, but I admire 
I admire people like you who understand and see the importance of it because you sound a million times better than me. So people listening to this right now, like there's a clear, concise difference uh, <laughs> in what you sound like right now and what I do. But at the end of the day, I do believe um, as people are listening, like I think sometimes the tech stops people from taking the action. They right. go, well, I need this or I need this. It's just kind of the excuse or I can't afford what I need. The reality is it's all affordable. And the, the main thing is you don't want to sound like you're talking into a tin can. The second thing is if your content's really good, you're going to win yeah. right now. If you are in a place financially, yes, a hundred percent invest in the tech, make yourself sound like a champion because it's getting harder and harder to compete in this world. And so if you can afford it, go ahead and do it, but you don't need it. That's what I'm trying to say. So we started out talking about, or in the introduction, I mentioned that you were a top eight podcast on in, in Inc magazine, right? How did that mm-hmm. come about? And have you done anything with them since? Yeah. So great question. So the guy who wrote the article was from Philadelphia. He listened to my podcast and he reached out to me and he said, Hey, I have to write an article for Inc magazine about podcasts. And you're the only podcast I listen to. Can, <laughs> can you help me with the rest of the list? And so I live about an hour West outside of Philadelphia and he came, bought me, bought me a drink. We had some scotch together and we, I actually helped formulate the list, which is really bizarre. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. So that's the true story. When I tell the story in short and condensed version, I just say I woke up one day and my life was different because that's the reality too. I didn't know (laughs) when it was supposed to drop and the, 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 the article dropped. And so now a lot of these things are pay to play. And I always like to be clear with this, especially with people who understand the space. I did not pay for that. I did not ask for it. I did not go seeking. Um, I, I happened to be listened to by a, uh, group of selective people who are in the influencer space, who write for things like Inc magazine. Um, And so I was, I felt really honored, man. It was, it was truly a blessing. Uh, It made a massive difference. That article ended up getting read by 360,000 people. Wow. Um, And there were only eight podcasts on it. And it was at a time before the podcast market was flooded. Right. So it made a, 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 it did a big thing for me. And and so I feel really, really blessed that that happened. Uh, I've been featured on a lot of other articles since then. Never again with Inc. They don't like to repeat. They don't like to copy and paste. Um, unfortunately I would love to, I I would love to see that happen again. Um, but you know, there, there have been like thrive global has featured me and all these other things. Never once have I paid for, uh, any, any kind of PR. And so I would love to stay true to that as the PR game changes. We'll, we'll see what'll have to happen in the future, but, uh, it's all been organic, man. And honestly, it's because I, I really believe that I'm, I'm in alignment with my purpose. So you had one person that listened to one podcast that happened to be yours that said, hey, let's yeah. do this. Here's what you need to do, Justin. You need to pitch an idea to Inc. Magazine to do a where are they now? You go back to those top eight. I don't know how long ago that was. And you, you say, go. hey, let's revisit this article and see what happens. Um, so tell us a little bit or tell me a little bit like you said your life changed overnight. That's the short of the story. Did you see immediately tremendous growth in your downloads and your listenership and your audience. And did that change any of your direction or any of what you were doing or did you just continue on? So, so yes. Um, and yes. So, so I had an immediate boost of an influx of listeners. I mean, that, that coming week plus, I mean, it was, I've, I've, the downloads were crazy, right? Like episodes that were doing 20,000 downloads an episode and things like that. So I had a massive spike and then I had a drop off and, and the drop off ended up going down to under 10,000 downloads an episode. 
but still, I mean, at that point I was, I mean, I was still doing better than most, but I was at like 1500 downloads an episode or so when the article hit, like, yeah. you know, maybe 2000 if I was lucky. And so I had a massive spike in the beginning. Things were bonkers. I was getting emails, notifications, like what's <laughs> going on. I ended up getting ranked number 24 out of all podcasts on iTunes wow. um, for, for a number of days, which, you know, the, I, but if people don't know this back with the old ratings and you could see everything um, that no longer exists, exists anymore. It's more political now, but essentially like when you have massive spikes of growth, they'll throw you up the charts yeah. and then you'll slowly kind of fade away and so on and so forth. So it's all, it's based off of growth, not total download numbers, which is kind of crazy when you think yeah. about it. But, but I ended up, I mean, it was big man. And, and so obviously getting the social proof, like one thing I always say is like your friends will always support you, but they won't support you publicly until the public supports you. And so if you're <laughs> able to get something like Inc magazine, Find get all the social proof, man. Screenshot the wins when you when you level up. Screenshot it, share it out. Be grateful. Um, people will then pay attention. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk for just a minute before we close out about some of the challenges maybe that you faced along the way. So you started back in whatever two, uh, 2016 or whatever it was uh, early on, maybe as a podcaster. Do you remember some of the first challenges that you faced initially besides the you know, you talked about your co-host and that hard conversation, but maybe even prior to that? Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's all, it's all mindset stuff, right? Like limiting beliefs and uh, imposter syndrome, which is an overused term, but that, I think that's, that's huge. Been, that's huge. huge. It, and so the reason I had a co-host was because I was afraid of people judging me. Mm. I was like, who am I to do a podcast? So I get a, a I get a host, a co-host with me. So if it fails miserably, or if people point their fingers and laugh, they're not just laughing at me, they're laughing at us. Right. Uh, and so I think the biggest thing is always those mental blocks um, you know, even to this day, man, like when I get a bigger name that I have, you know, when I'm that I have admired and they're coming on the show, like I, I want to cancel it up until I hit record. Like, I just want to be like, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> right. And so I think the biggest struggle that I've had as, as a podcaster isn't the technical side. Um, although there, there've been those glitches and, and as you know, it's uh, technology has gotten better over the years, but constant breakups of internet and you know, all that stuff. Um, but it was more the imposter syndrome, the mindset going into it, the understanding of how I'm deserving of the conversations. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. You know, the the difficulty in in the mindset. Can, am I good enough? Are they willing to talk to me? Why are they willing to talk to me? That whole imposter syndrome, right? But then you get in the pocket of the conversation, the thing that you're good at, right? And, and that tends to go away. Um, yeah. And then you get to the end of it sometimes and you're like, oh, did I ask all the right questions? Like, <laughs> too yeah. late, too late. It's already done. Um, yeah. So again, just one or two more questions I have for you before I let you go. I know you got to run here in just a minute, but what is something you've talked about some intentional steps that you've taken, right, to grow. What's something that maybe you've tried on the podcast that didn't quite fly the way you anticipated? So I haven't, it's funny. I haven't strayed too much from my, from my plan. So part of the training that I do when people are like, how do I grow my show? Right? Like it's always, how do I grow my audience? How do I monetize? And I, I do help with all those things, but it's so much deeper than that, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest question is like, what do I do? And I, the number one thing is I always say is podcast listeners are creatures of habit. So be consistent with releasing an episode at the same time every single week. You can play with that a little bit, but don't ever move that time. Right. And I say that because, look, my show releases 3 a.m. Eastern time every single Tuesday. That means I'm, I'm, people are choosing 
to spend half hour, 45 minutes, an hour with me every single Tuesday. And I feel blessed. Mm. But if I don't show up on a Tuesday for them, even though they rely on me and, and lean on me and they want me to be a part of their routine, they're going to go to the gym still that day and they're going to find a different podcast. Right. 90% chance that podcast is better than mine and they're not coming back to mine. <laughs> so be consistent. Now, to one thing I did try one time is I would do like like themed weeks. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to release an episode. You know, it might've been an organization or event I went to where I got all the speakers to come on the show and I released it as a week. I thought I would have the same downloads every single day, but that wasn't the case. Like it slowly dripped off. And that's when I learned daily podcasts are not the way to go. Um, just because your, your audience doesn't have the time to listen every single day. Uh, but then I think more than anything, something I experimented with that I didn't think was going to go well, which ended up going very well and ended up running for about a year and a half or two years was uh, my weekly moments of growth where it was just me three to 20 minutes, depending. It was mostly in the five to eight minute range. Okay. Um, where it's just a solo episode of me sharing something I've been through and what I've learned. And I thought for sure, nobody would give a crap. Uh, and honestly, there's some of my most downloaded episodes, I think partially because they're easy to listen to because they're short, Yeah. but also I, I think my biggest lesson there and now something I teach is that somebody may come and listen to your show because of a guest, mm. but they stay because of you, the host. Yep. And so give them more of you right. be more, give your thoughts when you're interviewing people, like give your wisdom because they want your wisdom. If they're still coming back every single week. Right. And people want that authentic you, right? People want you to be real with them. And so if you have an audience, those even those five to 10 minute episodes that you mentioned, you are pouring out a little bit of who you are to them. And they're, they, I think people feel, one of the things that I talk to people about that I share with people is they feel like they know you, right? Um, you yeah. have no idea who's listening, but they hear your voice. They don't just read a blog. They don't just see something online on your social media. They hear your voice. And there's something about that that connects us in relationship with one another that they feel like they know you. So even those little short episodes, I, I imagine those were fantastic episodes. Uh, it sounds like they're some of your most downloaded, which is great. So talk about maybe some of your next steps from here. Your, your podcast has taken off. You've got a team behind you doing this. You're helping others do this. What are some of your next steps now? You know, I think for me, it's always been a goal of mine to grow community uh, and to help people figure out how to create the opportunities that I've had in life. And I've been lucky enough to live a, an amazing life, but honestly, it was very intentional. And so for me, everything I do is let's continue to build community. So I do live events called Growth Now Summit Live and some other ones. I have another one coming up in February called Growth Now Immersion, which is a smaller, we, we're all staying in one house in Orlando and um, super stoked about that one. But for me, it's again, it's about building community. And so I, I launched Growth Now Community back in May. And so my ultimate goal was to grow that over time. It's super affordable, super easy to get into, but it's for entrepreneurs that are looking to make a bigger impact and grow their income in the process. Uh, so impact driven entrepreneurs, it's, a, it's an amazing group. I bring in guest mentors. So some of the people you have seen on my show, they come in and they teach for an hour and uh, we do weekly calls and networking opportunities. And so that's, that's really my big thing right now. And, and like I said, it's super easy to, to, to come in. It's 47 bucks a month or 497 for the year. Uh, and the value is priceless. And so that's really what, what I'm all about is trying to add as much value as I possibly can, because I feel blessed to have the opportunities that I have. And now I'm able to teach and train and help other people do the same thing. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily to answer your question of like what's next, but that's a, that's a massive passion of mine, yeah. uh, are definitely these immersions and, and the growth now community. 
Uh, no, that's fantastic. I would love to link everything that you just mentioned in the show notes. Um, so if you've got some, those links, if you could send those to me, maybe after the show, that'd be fantastic. Um, and we'll send some people your way, hopefully. Um, tell us, you know, as we talk about links, where can people find you, your podcast? I assume it's everywhere. People want to follow you on social media. They want to find maybe some help with their entrepreneur journey or their podcasting journey. Where are they going to find you, Justin? Yeah, man. So uh, I always say wherever you're listening to this show, the easiest thing is to just type in growth now movement. You'll see the show. If you like what you hear, click subscribe and come along the journey with me. Um, and then Instagram is my favorite place to hang out at Justin T. Shank. So if you want to follow me over there, um, would love that. Send me messages. I, I reply to every single one. Um, and then if they want to join the community, it's super simple. It's growth community. Uh, it'll send them to the link. They can sign up. They can join us. There's no long-term commitment, right? Like if you come in and you're like, this sucks, you can leave. Uh, and so growthnow.community for that. Justin, thank you so much for being here and being a part of good podcasting. I hope that we can send some people from my audience your way uh, to see what you can do to help them out grow in their mindset and their growth and all of that. So Justin, thanks once again for being on the show. Brian, thank you, man. This is great. 